0: Welcome, everyone, to our podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. Um, my name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My partner, colleagues, Kevin Clark, uh, we uh, have been doing this uh, podcast for a while now. We're working through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, as we began, I thought, well, we'll probably spend a session or two on the Beatitudes. But as it's turned <laughs> out, uh, we to spend a session per Beatitude. Right, right. But, you know, when you talk about, when you've got 15, 20 minutes like that, and right. you've got two people sharing the conversation, it, the, the material is rich enough and deep enough That's right. That's right. Uh, that we can spend much more time than we do. Right. But we hope that we have had some things to say that are are helpful and thought-provoking and life-changing as we think about God's Word and getting it into our heart so that it might shape our lives. Amen and pat- patterned after the life of Jesus himself. We're glad that you can be with us today. Uh we hope that you benefit from our time together and we we you know we get words of encouragement from mm-hmm. people well pretty regularly actually. We yeah. And we appreciate that very much. It just gives us the motivation to to do our best Mm -hmm. to present the word of God as effectively as we can and so we appreciate your being with us very much and if you do have the opportunity to tell others about it feel free and have them to to join with us as we think about God's word as well Kevin any introductory remarks yeah
1: we've heard several people talk about how much they appreciate God's word and there is a hungering and a thirsting out there for truth And we want to encourage you, if you've been listening with this program, talk about the program to others, Uh, send it to others, Uh, send the link to the YouTube uh, channel, just all kinds of ways now at our disposal to get God's Word out there. And that's what we're magnifying here. We're not giving you self-help. This is not what Bob and I think or traditional thinking. This is what the Bible has to say. We're not interested in politics we're interested in truth. We're interested in the words of God. And so we're so very thankful we have this opportunity. We have this platform. And as we say that, we certainly want to thank uh, Jason and Mark, our deacons here, uh, who are with us every time to help make this program possible. We appreciate their sacrifice of their time and their family sacrifice of their uh, presence with them in order to make this happen. I'm just glad to right. be here, glad to be a part of this.
0: So if you can see us and hear us, uh, thank uh, Jason and Mark. That's they are right. doing a little technical work with the microphones just before we went on. And so if you can hear us, uh, give, uh, give thanks to them. So it's interesting as Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount that uh, he, he uh, teaches in what we call Beatitudes. He doesn't say, don't do this, don't right, do this, don't right. do this, or do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. He says, cultivate your attitude. Your attitude needs to be the, you know, the in, in the right way. And so be poor in spirit and be mournful over your sin and be meek, hunger and thirst for righteousness. And all of those are attitudinal. You know, that that has to do with the heart and the Mm -hmm, mind. mm -hmm. It's so critical in being the kind of disciple of Jesus that we need to be Mm -hmm. to have our attitude be what it should be, what he would have it to be. Because as we we think in our heart, that's how we act. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we are. And so we want to get our heart right and we want to get our our attitude right. So we've worked our way through the Beatitudes, Mm -hmm. and we're down in now verse 9 where Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. You know, I just can't help but think that the, the the present environment in the country <laughs> yeah. is hardly peaceful. No, not at all. And I think with the rise of social media and mm-hmm. things like that, it's become more antagonistic, mm-hmm. more vitriolic. Right. A lot of more a lot more anger, anger being displayed and expressed. Hardly hardly peace. Mm-hmm. But but Jesus says, "Blessed are the peacemakers, mm-hmm. for they shall be called sons of God." Right. Now now notice that. He doesn't say, Blessed are those who are at peace. Right, right. For they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are the peace makers. And yeah, so mm-hmm. we want to be sure not that not just that we are at peace mm-hmm. with ourselves or our neighbor or mm-hmm. our brethren, but we are actually creating mm-hmm. we're peace creators. We're right. peacemakers. Right. Uh, well, that's what we should be. Um, you know, you may may be in situations like this where you're in a room and maybe there's a little tension, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little controversy Mm -hmm. between you and someone else in the room. And a third person walks in and the intensity level just goes up. I mean, they (laughs) just bring more tension. On the other hand, sometimes someone may come in and just they come in and they have a calming influence and they diffuse the situation by by their calmness. That's what we want to be. We want to be Peacemakers, Kevin, Absolutely. you got anything you want to add
1: at that point? Yeah, I, I thought about uh, Romans chapter 12, and I know you'll probably spend some time over there as well, but we, we do have to be people that seek to be at peace with those around us. And it's work. It takes uh, effort. Uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse 18 uh, says, If it is possible... As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And there's a lot there to unpack. First of all, he concedes that there are some situations that will not be peaceful. Because as we understand, we can do everything in our power. But if others don't want peace, then there's not going to be peace between us. So he recognizes that. But then he says, as much as depends upon you. So to the extent you have any impact, any influence on the environment that is around you, You need to be peaceful, and I like this, with all men. It doesn't matter what religion they are. It doesn't matter the color of their skin. It doesn't matter whether they're Northerners or Southerners. It doesn't matter whether they're rich or poor. He says, as much as you have the ability, you live peaceably with everyone. So when we come into contact with people, and we do in our schools, in our places of work, in our neighborhoods, we have this mandate from God that says you've got to be looking for ways to live peaceably with everybody. And as you said, you know, sometimes you've got to dial things down. You've got to, you know, what Robert 15.1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath. We've got to be the person that's looking for that soft answer. Which means there's a lot of times you got to bite your tongue. There's a lot of times you don't always say what's on your mind. That's right. There's a lot of times you, you basically sacrifice for the greater good. This is not about winning a point. It's not about winning an argument. This is about promoting, preserving, and protecting Peace, And that's an active thing.
0: Right. I think about maybe saying it this way. If, if there's a problem between you and a, and a neighbor, mm-hmm. you, you can't get along with him for some reason. Or if there's a problem between you and a coworker or a schoolmate or uh, a, a brother mm-hmm. or sister in Christ, there's a problem problem. If there's some hostility between you, you make sure the problem is not with you. That's
1: exactly right.
0: And so, you know, there may be a problem but I'm doing everything that I can do, bending over backwards, going the extra mile Mm -hmm. To try to create some peace here, try to make some peace, yeah. and I'm willing to sacrifice. And I'm willing to deny myself. Right. The problem is not going to be with me. Exactly. If there's a problem, and so that's that's that passage. You know, as Absolutely. much as in you or as, as as much as it depends on you. Right. You be at peace with all men. So if we can just take that, that maybe take us a long way. Amen. Romans 14 and verse 19. Now. Now Romans fourteen is a passage about right, controversy. Right, right, it's about eating meat or not right, eating meat. Right. You remember that passage? Mm-hmm. And do, yeah. there were brethren in the church at Rome who took different approaches on mm-hmm. that on that subject. And so this is a, a passage mm-hmm. in which Paul addresses a situation in which there may have been some hard feelings, and right. there may have been some arguing, right. and there yeah. may be some contention. Right. And and he says here in verse nineteen. So then. We pursue the things which make for peace mm-hmm. and the building up of one another. Right, and so you pursue that. I mean, right. you you have to put some diligent effort into making peace. Sometimes, right, and sometimes it requires, like you said, you know, sacrifice, dialing it down. But you right. take the responsibility, yeah. of creating an environment of peace by pursuing the things right. that make for peace. Right, and so you got to do those things that implement those. Uh, factors that will result in peace. And
1: and I want just a a kind of a funny example, but it does illustrate the point. I I remember my father uh, telling me that uh, within the congregation back home where I'm at, there was a brother in Christ who rooted for a particular college team, and he is a very strong proponent of that team. And he also knows that I tend to like to tease people about their college affiliations, but he would always warn me, hey, Kevin, when you come up here, don't mess with that brother, especially if that brother's team had just lost. And he was serious when he said oh, that yeah. because he said, look, you and I think it's nothing. It's kind of something to joke about. But for him, he takes it personally. It's going to cause an issue. And so he was illustrating, hey, pursue things that make for peace. If you know there are certain topics that are incendiary and are going to get everybody up in arms, don't talk about that. I remember another similar situation. My dad was talking about three of them together, old widowers that were going out, all Christians. And, and one of them started talking about politics, and the other hmm. one stepped up and said brethren all this is going to do is cause a lot of, right. uh, of arguing here so let's let's move on to something else right and so there's a lot of wisdom there. He said, look yeah let's pursue the things that make for peace we know these things are going to get very contentious let's move on to something that we can all be unified about
0: well let me let me cite some passages kevin i want to get your uh, thoughts about the yeah. second timothy chapter four mm-hmm. verse seven You'll know the passage. Mm-hmm. Paul says, "Here I am at the end of my life. Mm-hmm. I fought the good fight. Right. I finished the course. I've kept the faith." All right in First Timothy chapter one and mm-hmm. verse eighteen, Paul tells Timothy to to fight. All right, fight the good fight. That's right. And then again in chapter six and verse twelve, same mm-hmm. same idea. Mm-hmm fight the good fight that's of right. faith. That's so we're right. talking about making peace, That's right. and yet Paul said, I've been a fighter. That's right. He tells Timothy to be a fighter. That's so right. how do you reconcile those ideas? Yeah,
1: that's a great point. So it's not uh, the absence of conflict, and it doesn't mean we never assert anything. We have the gospel and we have to defend, contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints in Jude uh, 3. We have obligations to present the truth, to defend the truth, to uh, guard the truth, to convict the gainsayer. And so that's an extent to which we are fighting for truth. But there's a difference in fighting in a carnal way, in an argumentative way, and using the weapons of Satan to try to further the aims of God, you can't do it. So even in contending, even in fighting, you gotta have the right disposition. Ephesians 4:15, speaking the truth in love. If I'm presenting right. the gospel in love, if I'm defending the gospel in love, love not only for my God, but love for the souls of men, including those that I may disagree with on truth. Uh, These are things that are consistent with being peaceful but also contending for the faith. Jesus said that there's going to be fighting. You know, When he said himself that just the gospel itself is going to separate family members, a mother from a daughter, a father from a son. So we're not saying it's the absence of any kind of conflict. Nobody will ever disagree. And you just roll over and and whatever people want to say, you let it go on and we'll agree to disagree. No, the truth has to be defended, but it's done in a way of love. It's done with humility. It's done in a way looking to yourself so you don't sin in the process of
0: defending the truth. Right, so... So you're fighting the good fight of the faith. That's right. You're defending the faith. You're promoting the faith. You're fighting to protect the church from false teaching That's and right. from error. Mm-hmm. And, and so there are lots of reasons to, to fight mm-hmm. the good fight. That's now, right. we're talking about being argumentative and uh, difficult to get along with. Right. That's not fighting the no. good fight. No, it's not. But even in fighting the good fight, you know, we stand firm. Right. Uh, we stand for the truth. We promote the truth. We That's expose right. error. But Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, Mm -hmm. the Lord's bondservant, somebody like Timothy, I Mm -hmm. think, you know, teacher of the gospel, Mm -hmm. must not be quarrelsome, Mm -hmm. but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wrong, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition, Mm -hmm. if perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth, Mm -hmm. and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil. Mm -hmm. And so here he is fighting the good fight. Right. Standing for the truth, protecting the church from error, right. from uh, false teachers who would bring in mm-hmm. uh, false teaching. But he does it in gentleness. Mm-hmm. He's not quarrelsome. Right. And so he stands, he stands firm, but he's, he's in control of himself. That's right. Uh, he's presenting the, the facts of the gospel, the truth of the gospel right. in, in an effective way. Uh, he's not just out to win an argument, right? But uh, he, uh, you know, he's he's fighting the good fight, and yet at the same time, as you said a moment ago, speaking truth—that's right—in love, and so Amen. we can fight mm-hmm. the good fight, and yet at the same time. Uh, we can do it in a in a peaceful way. And I think one of
1: the things that that verse kind of highlights you just read, it says that those people who you're presenting the truth against, correcting who are in opposition, he says that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. And so there's the true culprit. That's who we're really fighting against. And so you're almost looking at these people as these are pawns of the devil, maybe unwittingly, maybe unknowingly. And so there's a certain amount of sympathy uh, I'm not fighting against them. In fact, Ephesians 6 makes that very point, uh beginning in verse uh, 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ultimately, that's who we're fighting against: the devil and his influence and his minions. And when you see people that are spouting false doctrine, you got to recognize, okay, the devil's clouded their mind, and and you almost feel sorry for them. Let me present some truth to try to as the scripture said a while ago to wrest them out of the captivity of the devil now they may not want to they may not they may go kicking and screaming they may reject it that's fine but we're not really fighting against them we're fighting against the power behind those false ideas right. i.e satan all right
0: our time's running out but i want to make a couple of points here mm-hmm. there are several passages in which god is described as the god of peace that's right so, yeah you know we are to be peacemakers as children of sons God, of God. That's right. as sons of God, you know, blessed are mm-hmm. peacemakers. They shall be called sons of God. Mm-hmm. And so we imitate mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. when we make peace Now he right. is the God of peace. And we have that responsibility then to be peacemakers That's right. a- as well. What, one point is that, you know, peace is not simply the absence of trouble or right, the absence right. of hardship. Right. Bible peace is a situation in which, yeah, there is an absence of difficulty or hardship or or uh, antagonism, but it's also a situation where we can grow and yeah. develop mm-hmm. uh, as as Christians and grow in our faith. And so, in a congregation, right. we want to be at peace. That is, we want to have a situation that's free from trouble because that hinders growth,
1: right? Right. That right. hinders spiritual yeah. development.
0: Yeah. And so, we want a place where we can teach the Bible, mm-hmm. we can encourage each other, we can grow and develop, and we can help each other along along the way. Mm-hmm. Also, when we talk about pursuing things that make for peace, that doesn't mean ignoring the problem no, or just overlooking the problem. And we could do that. We could be guilty mm-hmm. of that. Well, I don't want to cause trouble, so I'm just going to lift that slide.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, in some things that might be good, you know, personal judgment matters. But in other areas where truth or error is concerned or right, right or moral right or wrong is concerned, well, then the way to make for peace is to deal with the problem
1: that's right amen i I thought about you were talking about the different environments Uh, james talks about that when he talks about uh, wisdom there's wisdom from above and wisdom from below and he makes that distinction saying but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking your hearts not boast lie against the truth this wisdom does not descend from above but it's earthly sensual, demonic for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there but the wisdom that's from above is first pure then peaceable, there's our word, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And we're talking about make uh, making right. peace. So you can just see the difference in that environment. One environment is, as you say, conducive for growth. This is fertile soil. People are going to grow closer to God. This other environment is just complete chaos. And you got envy and self-seeking, ambition, backbiting. And nobody's going to grow from that. How can you become more like Christ in that kind of environment? So we want to be people who make peace, promote peace, create an environment of peace. Why? Because it's going to be conducive to more growth and to being the kind of Christians right. God wants us to be. So we can
0: kind of end where we began. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the peacemakers. Right. They're troublemakers. Yeah. We don't want to be troublemakers. No, uh, but we want to be peacemakers. Amen. And that might come easier for some than for That's others. Right. That's some right. people... Might not be happy unless they're <laughs> in the middle of turmoil or causing some problems. I know but, people like that. But we want to be we want to be peacemakers. We do. We do. Because that's what God wants. God is not a God of confusion. He's that's a right. God of peace. Amen. And as children of God, we want to imitate that. That's we right. want to produce that in our own lives. Amen, brother. And so let's think about that as we go through our day. Think about situations. I think we can anticipate this. Oh yeah. I yeah. know. I've got to. I have some dealings with that guy, right? And he just gets under my skin. Okay, (laughs) I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to be the one that's the, you know, the the one that turns down the intensity and brings about a peaceful situation. Yes, and I'm going to do everything I can to be at peace with that man or in that situation. Amen. All right, very good. We appreciate everybody Mm -hmm. tuning in and listening. We hope we've said some things that get us thinking and maybe bring us closer, a little bit closer, maybe a step or two, maybe. Further than that, but a little bit closer to uh, a good, faithful, strong walk with Christ. Amen. We're going to end with a word of prayer. Kevin, yes. would you lead us? Yes, it
1: The gracious heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for giving us life, health, and strength. We thank you for all the things that you give us that make life uh, so enjoyable. Uh, food and shelter and clothing, so many blessings we have, the standard of living that we enjoy, the families you've given us to. Those of us who are children have been so blessed to have those children, to raise them in your training and your admonition and to watch them as they grow and develop into the uh, godly citizens of your kingdom that we want them to be. We're so very thankful that you've given to our, uh, our, our uh, tutelage uh, the ability to have these young minds to shape and, and mold and fashion as they should be. We thank you for the spiritual blessings we enjoy through your son Jesus starting with the forgiveness of sins. It allows us to have a relationship with you as a holy God, and we thank you for the hope of eternal life that's laid out in front of us through the blood of your Son, Jesus, and all the principles of truth that are revealed in your scriptures, many of which we have been discussing this very uh, opportunity, and we thank you for giving these things to us, equipping us with these things, and giving us our, our understanding of what's important in life, how we should act, how we should see ourselves. We've been studying specifically the Beatitudes and Uh, making sure that we have the right disposition, the right heart is so critical. That's the foundation for service to you. We cannot serve you with a Uh, angry and contentious and cantankerous heart, but we really have to have these attributes that were laid out by your son Jesus in Matthew chapter 5. And so be with us as we try to adopt these more and more. And as we said, all of these ought to be present in our lives. We're not picking and choosing which one is most convenient or easy and conducive for us, but all of these characterize people in your kingdom, those who are your children, and we want to be in that category. Specifically, we've been talking about being peacemakers, and please be with us as we uh, try to uh, improve in that area. I'm sure all of of us can look to aspects of our life where we can be more peaceable and promote peace, to be proactive in it, to look for opportunities to dial down the tension between fellow workers or fellow students or sometimes even family members, uh, to be the ones that uh, give the soft answer that turns away wrath. Uh, We know that we want to be like you. You You're a God of peace. You're a God of unity, and we want to be the children of your unity and the peace and and the, the, the stability that you promote. And as we said, when we have that kind of environment, whether that be in the home and especially in your church, uh, that is going to be conducive to growth. People are going to become more and more like your son. And so we want to promote the peace that will allow people to develop their full potential in Christ. And please help us to do that, just to look in our lives for opportunities. And, and there may be some things in our life that we need to remove. There may be some personality traits that run counter to this teaching And none of us can stand before you and make the excuse, well, this is the way I was raised or this is the way I was born or this is my temperament or this is my culture. Uh, All of us have an obligation to be peacemakers. All of us must live uh, peaceably with all men as much as depends upon us. And so let us examine ourselves in light of the scriptures, see where we fall short, improve that uh, through prayer, through study, through meditation, working with uh, fellow brethren that can sometimes point out things that may not be obvious to us but all along we know we're moving in a Christward direction, becoming more like your son. We ask you to continue to be with this podcast and bless not only ourselves that we may continue to present the truth, but bless the hearers of this message, and may they take the message and apply it to their lives and share it with their coworkers and family members and friends and people they come into contact with randomly, and we'd like more and more people to have the opportunity to hear your truth so that ultimately you might be glorified, you might be exalted. We thank you for all of these blessings, thank you for all these opportunities, and we continue to praise, glorify and exalt you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.